You're listening to the Hope Church Winter Garden Podcast for February 28th, 2016 from the series called The Blessed Life. Well, good morning. It's good to see you today. Turn to your neighbor and tell them they're looking good today. Turn to your second option and say you're not so bad yourself. Hey, we're glad you guys are here today, and um, we're going to have a good time in church, and uh, we believe church should be enjoyed, not endured. And so I don't want to fall asleep, and I don't want you to fall asleep, okay? So we're glad you guys are here today, and we're going to have fun today in God's house, and I believe God wants to speak to you. Um, let me give you a little a window into my week this week. Uh, Satan is smooth, and, um, and, uh, but he's not, uh, he's not smoother than God, but he is smooth, and he, he's trickery. He's very, very, very tricky sometimes, and so... I had that week this week where I felt like Satan wanted to let me know or he wanted to try to tell me that I wasn't a good pastor and that I wasn't a good dad and that I wasn't a good husband. And I'm not going to lie to you. I listened to him for a little bit. And then eventually I was like, would you shut up? Like, Get out my ear. You know, I said some other things, but I can't say it in church. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I let him know. I was like, listen, I'm not listening to you. And he always tries, tries to defeat me, always tries to distract me. A lot of times he tries to distract me when I'm getting ready uh, for what I'm going to share with you guys um, this week. But, man, I, I had this cool thing. God was like, God's like, hey, you need to go to the gym. And uh, when God tells you to go to the gym, you go to the gym. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I, I went to the gym this week, and I lifted. And then I, after I got on lifting, God was like, hey, you got to get on that treadmill over there. Like, if you get on it, it actually moves. I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to get on a treadmill. I don't even like treadmills. And they hate me, and I hate them. And so I got on the treadmill this week, and I was running, and Man, God just began to unpack some things for me in my heart and kind of spoke to me a little bit about what I would share with you guys today. And, and here's what I want you guys to know at the end of the day. I, I, this, it's the same message every week. I want you guys to know that God loves you and he has a plan for your life. He wants everyone to know that. And honestly, I feel like sometimes I just want to walk up here and say, hey, God loves you. God has a plan for your life. Let's bow our head and close our eyes and uh, let's go to lunch. You know what I'm saying? And um, plug, by the way, if you haven't been to Daniel's Cheesesteaks yet, you ought to go. Um, that's free advice. I'm not going to charge you for that. You ought to go to Daniel's Cheesesteaks. They're really, really, really good. And the secret is in the bread. I asked them about the bread yesterday. Um, Ms. Comer, Nicole, I asked them about the bread yesterday. They were like, uh, I can't tell you. I'm like, what do you mean you can't tell me? There's nothing proprietary about your bread, you know? And anyways, he wouldn't tell me anyways. And so anyways, I went there twice this week. Don't judge me. Um, but it was good. Here's what I want you to know. God loves you. He has a plan for your life. God loves you and God has a plan for your life. And I always say this every week, you got to be the best preacher you know has got to be you. Sometimes you got to remind yourself that God loves you and God has a plan for you. So when you walk out of here today and Satan comes at you like a flying ninja, you got to let Satan know God loves me, he has a plan for my life. And I got to listen to you. And then sometimes you got to talk trash to Satan, like, hey, you're a punk. You know, I'm not listening to you. Um, man, we're in, we're in a series called The Blessed Life. The Blessed Life. And whether you're in here today and you think you have the blessed life or not, or you, or you do or don't, the reality is that God wants to bless your life. And here's the deal. If you're in here today, like, man, you know what, Wes? I really feel pretty blessed. Here's what I want you to know. God wants to bless you some more. Would you be okay with God blessing you some more? I would be. I'm okay with God blessing me some more. And I think you and I got to realize that God wants to bless you and me. Um, so the week, the week one, we looked at the heart of generosity. And we looked at the fact that Jesus himself was generous. Jesus himself was generous, and he was generous to you and I, and he wants you and I to be like him, and he wants you and I to be generous. And so we looked at a verse in the Bible in Matthew chapter 25, verse 29. The Bible says this, I'm sorry, 
Acts 20, verse 35, the Bible says this, And I have been constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of Jesus. Here's, here's Jesus' words, and here's what we want you to do. We want you to do what Jesus wants you to do. We don't want you to do what the church tells you to do. We want you to do what Jesus says you to do because he's what matters. And what Jesus wants for you is what, what we want for you. And Jesus, in his word, he says here, I want you to remember these words. It's actually more blessed to give than it is to receive. Now, that sounds tricky, right? Let me get this straight. It's better to give than it is to receive. Jesus says it. I believe it. And that's kind of a phrase you kind of need to capture, I think, as, as, as a believer. As Jesus says it. I believe it. His word says it's actually better to give than it is to receive. Last week we asked you guys to check in on, on, on Facebook, and that was awesome. And because of you guys, because of your checking in, this week we're going to drop off 500 cups of pudding, those little um, to Matthew's Hope. They're the kind they can just kind of go in and buy, or they can earn this, these puddings to take with them. So 500 packs, 500 pudding cups, and 224 fruit cups. And here's what I know. I'm going to drop it all this week, and it's going to feel better to give that. I, w- I don't need 700 things of pudding. You know what I'm saying? But I know this, I, I, love, I love my job because we check in and all it would check in allow us to go out and serve people. And so I'm going to go drop it off and it's going to feel so good to serve someone and to give to somebody. Because the Bible is true, it's better to give than it is to receive. I go to breakfast and I, I'm in a community group on, sun, on, on Thursday mornings with a bunch of men. And um, every week I've been there so far, someone's grabbed my check from me. And I'm like, what happened to my check? <laughs> That's weird. And... Um, and my check would go, and this week I was able to, to grab somebody else's check, and like, it worked out kind of weird. Like, I was like, hey, let me get your meal for you. All they had was coffee, you know what I'm saying? I picked a good week to grab that check, you know what I'm saying? God will take care of you, you know, I'm just kidding. I was like, let me get that for you, and I was able to get that guy his coffee, and that guy has bought me meals. But here's what I know, it's good to, it, I, when people give me things, I'm kind of like, oh, this is weird. It actually does feel better to give than it does to receive. Have you ever given Moms and dads, when you give your kids some things, doesn't that feel good? It depends on how they, if they appreciate it or not. Um, it's always good when you give it to them immediately. Uh, my kids, like, dad, I need this, dad. I need this basketball, dad. I need it, dad. I need this. It's my birthday. You got to buy me this basketball. The other day, I'm like, hey, where's that basketball? I don't know, dad. I'm like, I thought you needed it. I know, but I lost it already. I'm like, dang it. I was 15 bucks. But I, I'm not mad that I gave my kid that ball because it's better to give than it is to receive. And so we looked at generosity and um, one of our core values as a church is generosity. We want to be a generous church. I don't, you don't want to go to a stingy church. And we don't want to be a stingy church. We want to be a generous community. It's one of our core values. Here's week two. Last we looked at the heart of serving. The heart of serving. Um, our, we looked at a story of a couple of guys. And one guy, uh, Jesus came, or the, this, this master came, and he gave one guy five abilities or five talents. And he went to another guy and gave him two talents and gave him to a third guy and gave him one talent. And the master came back and the story was a parable. So it's an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. So Jesus comes back or he comes, let's, let's go ahead and go Jesus. So Jesus comes back and he says, hey, what did you do with the talents that I gave you? And he goes, I did what you asked me to do. I went out and I served people and I loved people and I gave and I was generous. I, I, I lived the blessed life. I give. It was better to give than it was received. And so the guy doubled and God said, hey, good job. Awesome. Let's have a party. And he gave him five more he blessed him more. The next guy, he says, hey, what did you do with the two that I gave you? The two abilities and the talents I gave you, what did you do? He goes, I actually went out and I invested and I did something with it. And God said, hey, here's, 
Here's two more. He said, hey, here's two more. You, you've done a great job. You, you were faithful. You served and you, and you blessed people and you blessed me. And awesome. There's a third guy. And he says, hey, what did you do with the one that I that gave you the, the ability and the talent that God has given you? What did you do? With it? He goes, oh, I, I dug it in a hole and I, I put it in the hole because I knew, God, that you were a tough God. That you were a, a, a really, 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 you got really mad. And I don't want you to take that out on me. And I want you to know today, I, I think there's, that message was twofold, but I want you to know, man, God loves you. And I already said, God loves you and he has a plan for your life. I was on Facebook this week and a guy said, are you more motivated? There's two different types of leadership style. Are you motivated by the carrot, chasing the carrot? Or are you motivated by the stick hitting the back of the donkey's behind? And I was like, give me a carrot any day of the week. I mean, they don't taste good, but I, I'd, rather have, I'd rather be going after something and I think sometimes we look at God as this God with this big stick hitting us on the back of the line saying, do what I want you to do. Do what I want you to do. Do what I want you to do. And I think he's just saying, hey, I love you and I have a plan for your life. Do you want to join in or not? Do you want to, do you want to join in? Do you, do you want to get all that I have for you? Yes or no? Do you want love? Do you want to have true love? Do you want to have true joy? Do you want to have true peace? Do you want to have true patience? Do you want to, do you want a better life? Do you want to be part of a game-changing lifestyle? Just kind of jump in with us. And so he says to that guy, um, you, you didn't use what I've asked you to do. He says, depart from me, you work of iniquity. You didn't even do anything. Get out of here. You were lazy. Get out of here. And you and I, we got to be responsible with the gifts and talents and abilities that God's given us. He's gifted all of you. When you go to the next step, next week we have what's called next steps. It's how you get plugged into Hope Church. And we kind of tell you about where we came from, how we got here. When you get to next steps, I'll tell you this, I'll tell everyone this, that you're a tenant something. You are a tenant something. People are like, People look at their spouses like, I'm a 10. <laughs> or kids look at their mom and dad, I'm a 10, you know, and I may not get 100 on my test, but he said I'm a 10 at something. You've got to find out whatever your gift and your ability and your talents are, and you've got to use them for the glory of God. And I said this last week, when we use our gifts and talents and abilities for God, the whole world will see Jesus. When we use the gifting that God's given us, the whole world can see Jesus. And the goal is not for the world to see us. The goal is for the world to see Jesus to see Jesus. If you got a Bible, we're going to go we're going to go one more week of this and I'm kind of sad about it, but we're going to go one more week. Turn to Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21. We're going to look at four verses in, in this story here. And I want to um and I want to tie all this in today and, and God's got something that he wants to share with you and he wants to challenge you in an area. God wants to bless you some more. God wants to bless you some more. I think if we capture some of these principles, you'll you'll begin to see God blessing your life. Um, I uh, had a, uh, a lady last week was here and she, she called me. Um, she, she's one of our um, long timers. We're only five month old church, by the way, in case you're brand new. We're only five months old. So I'm like, yeah, back in our first month, <laughs> we're a baby church, man. It feels like it's been forever, but I've lost some hair and I've gained some gray, um, but I've gained a lot of friends and we've seen 40 plus people give their life to Christ. And so I'm cool with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm okay to lose hair if people are going to keep on meeting Jesus. Yeah, that's something good to clap for. And people meet Jesus. That's a good idea. And that's why we exist. So people will meet Jesus. Wherever they're at, whatever walks of life they're at, they would meet Jesus. And so um, she, she, she calls me this week and I, I got the phone call and I missed it. And then called me back two days later. I'm like, hey, what's up? And she's like, hey, I, someone blessed me last week. And I'm like, Awesome. How much they bless you with? <laughs> what they give you? You know, like um, they, they bless me. I'm like, what was, what was it? She's like, someone came up to me and, and gave me an envelope of money. And I was like, man, that's awesome. I'm going to need a commission on that because I, no, 
I said, that's awesome. And she said, you know, you don't got to mention anybody's names because I don't even know who gave it to me. And honestly, I don't, I don't even remember who gave it to her. But someone had given us money and she said, it had just blessed me. I love that because I want to be a part of a generous church. I, I, I love that. I told you guys a story about a, a young man last week that left a 100% tip on his, on his, on his tap. And that is, that is giving and that, that's serving and that's blessing other people. And I, re- I know this about both of those stories that, that I just mentioned to you. Both of those people were more blessed to give than they were to receive. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. I want to talk to you today. I, I wrote, write down this phrase, if you will. If you open up that guide there in, in front of you that you got when you walked in, write down the phrase, the blessed test. The blessed test. The blessed test. Because I, I want to, I'm going to, you're going to get a test today and I'm going to grade it. And no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to grade it. But you're going to get a test today. You're going to, you're, we're going to find out today. You're going to find out today how much God wants to bless you. You're going to find that out for yourself today. You're going to, you're going to find out. And you're going to, or you're going to find out whether or not God's really blessing you. Because I think sometimes we look around like, well, I got a good job. God's blessed me. I, I got enough, I got enough money. So I'm blessed, right? I have this house, I have this car. And, and, and so really I'm, I'm already blessed, Wes. I really can't be I can't really be blessing more. I think sometimes we think our affluence is God's blessing. And I'm going to have a hard time unpacking this today because it's kind of, it's clear in my mind, but it comes out so weird. But I think sometimes we think our affluence or the thing that we have, we, we, think, we think it's God's blessing. I was talking to a friend recently and uh, she, she was telling me, she's like, man, I know, I know I'm not living right. I'm not living the right kind of life. I know I'm not. She put everybody around me, everybody around me is like, man, God's blessing you. And I'm like, man, this is not God's blessing on my life because I know I'm not doing the right things in my life. And, and, and so my question for you is, what if, there, what if there are more blessings for you? It's hard to get our arms around. And it's so hard because, in a, because if you're doing well, it's hard for you to imagine more blessings coming your way. Like, Wes, I'm, you just don't understand, Wes. I, I don't want for anything, Wes. I can wear the same outfit 52 weeks every single Sunday and not ever repeat my outfit. That's awesome, by the way. And if you're a size medium, you just share with me. We think, we, well, I, things are going so good. Or, you know what, Wes, I, I, they love me or they like me. And I, I, got, the, I got my boo or my bae, depending on what years you're from. And I, I, so I'm good. And, but what if, there were, what, if, what if that could be better? Well, we, we didn't fight yesterday, Wes. Well, what if it could be better? What if, what if your health, it, it could be better? What if the people around you could see you, could see you differently? What if, what if they could? Would, would you want that? I think we all would say, we all would say yes. Yeah, Wes, I, Wes I, that's silly. But I think it's hard for us to imagine sometimes, oh, I, God could bless me more. Because I think we look at the blessings and we compare it to the, we, with blessings sometimes we compare it to the world standards of blessings. And instead we, we ought to compare it to the blessed life that God talks about. And so Luke chapter 21, if you got a Bible, if you don't, we'd like to give you a Bible today. When you walk out the doors here, there'll be a, there's two bistro tables out there. You can just grab a Bible, they're free. And we'd love for you to have the Bible because here's what we know. Here's what I've known, the limited time I've been doing this, we, we know this, that God's word can change your life. John 1, 1 says, John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. And so when you open up this book and you open up these letters, it's actually God speaking to you. And so we want you to have a Bible. We don't want the only time you open the Bible is when you come to church because it's just a little bit. We're just giving you a little bit and you, there's so much more. God has so much more that he wants to pour into your life and you can only get that from his word. Luke chapter 21, verse one. 
Jesus was in the temple and he watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. Then a poor widow came by and dropped in two small coins. I tell you the truth, Jesus said, this poor widow has given more than all the rest of you guys. For they have given a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she was, has given everything that she has. You've heard the story before. The lady walks in a church similar to this. Or maybe not similar to this. There wasn't big buildings like this. But she walks in a church, and she's in there, and the worship was good, I guess. You know, the sermon was there. Worship wasn't as good as this, but it was good, and, and they, were, they were doing well. The speaker was clearly better, but they're all, everything's going well, and it comes time to, to, give, to give the offering. And I, I was reading um, in, in, a, in a commentary this, this week that there were multiple boxes that they could have given. There was multiple boxes that they could have given in. They, just, they could have went to several different ones of them, and they could have went to any of them, and Jesus was there. And anytime Jesus is around, you, you, you want to you tune in. You want to you wanna listen well. I was talking to a friend of mine. Said, you guys know we're trying to buy this truck for the church to, to be able to pull the trailer every week. And I was talking to this guy this week, and he's in the ministry. He said, man, so many times, he said, I think pastors say some of the most unbiblical things. And I'm like, yeah, I know we do. I mean, I know they do. <laughs> and so I want to be very careful today, and I want you to know that I'm being very careful today. And I want you to know that every time I open this God's word, I'm, I try to be very careful that I just tell you what it says in there. If I add me to it, it could get messed up quick. Like that. And so you, you, today's simple because it, it's only four verses, which I got through my whole text, which is, which is a modern-day miracle. And um, I haven't said anything inappropriate yet. And so like, this is like a good day so far for us. We're doing really, really well. And so the rest of our few moments today, I got eight minutes and 57 seconds. But I want you to capture the fact of what Jesus says in the story because I, I only want to give you what Jesus says. I only want you to be who Jesus calls you to be. And so the guy was telling me, he goes, man, we, just, we take some of this stuff and we kind of run with it. We make it our own. And so I'm looking at the story. I'm okay, there's this lady there. She's a widow. Her husband's gone. Back then, in, 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 the, in, the, in the Bible times, men were the sole providers, typically, and the women would do, would take care of the home and make the home awesome. And so we have this going on. And so this widow, her, husband, her, her husband's gone. She's there. I don't know, if she, I don't know what, anything about her. I just know she didn't have a lot of money. But she's there in church, and everyone's taking their offering. They're dropping it in. Now, she doesn't drop her money in first. She actually drops her money in towards somewhere in the middle or somewhere in the end because Jesus, I'm watching all this happen, and I see these guys drop their money, and they're, just, they're really just dropping tips. Here's a few coins. Hope that'll get you guys to where you got to go next, Peter, James, and John. Or, hey, hope this is enough for you guys. Hope this will get you guys up the way. Or hope this takes care of you. And this lady, she comes up, and she takes all that she has, and she, she dumps it in there and says, this is, this is my gift. And if you read the Bible and you, and you look at this, you see a lot of times in the New Testament, you would see that these guys, they would, they would get coins and they would throw it down hard. So it sounded like a lot. Now, let me help you, let me help you get that. You ever go some places? And, um, uh, and, and this is probably a lot of us in here today. I'm that guy that I don't want to have a bunch of change in my pocket. You with me? So I'll get, I'll, get a, I'll get the change back, and I'm like, man, I don't want this change. If I ever I tip and change, I try to put my hand all the way in the bucket and lay it down quietly. <laughs> you with me? 
Like something, I, I'm, and I believe in tipping good, and I, I believe that's important. But I think some places you go, I'm like, man, I, this is, this is I'm, I'm paying you a, a top dollar, and so I'm not going to tip you 20%, you know, when the coffee is already fluctuated by a thousand percent. So I'm just going to leave some, some coins. In, and you lay it in there quietly. You follow me? You guys know what I'm talking about, right? You guys, I, met, I feel like you guys are all judging me. Like, he's cheap. I'm not cheap. I tip well. And so he is, he's in there, and I, she puts her, her coins in there, and she's like, okay, I, I, I did my offering. She turns back around. She goes back to her seat, or they leave. I don't really know how their order of service was. I don't know if they use plain center. I don't know what they use, but they do their thing, and she drops off, and she, she walks away. And then Jesus says, man, I'm, I've, I've watched you guys, and, and you guys are given a tiny part of your surplus, but she, poor as she is, she's given everything she actually has. She's given absolutely Everything that she has, she's given it that day. And um, I, uh, I'm looking at this, and we, we all, the Bible teaches a, about a tenth. And so it's, it's really simple. It, it's very simple. It's probably harder, harder to practice, but it's, it's very simple. I, I brought ten $1 bills in here today, okay? And, and before you guys get like, oh, he's, he's off the deep end, they didn't use the word tithe in there. I know they didn't, and, I, and, and that's what bothered me. I want to know why they didn't use the word tithe because it's in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, they used the word tithe. Actually, in the Old Testament, the Bible says this, um, a tithe of everything of the land, whether the grain of the soil or fruit from the trees, it belongs to God. It is holy to the Lord. Everything belongs to him, and he wants you to give back a tithe or a tenth. I love next steps because people say, well, what's a tithe? I'm like, it's, it's a tenth. You know, it's, it's, it's the word tenth. And so it's ten. So it's really simple. Uh, it's, I've got ten $1 bills up here today. And Jesus pretty much says this. For every dollar you make, you, you give a dime. Or for every $10 that you make, you, you give a dollar. Does that make sense? I, I don't want to complicate it. I, I think it's simple. Um, but I've been in church since I was, since I don't want to go. Um, you've been there before? Um, so... And even when I was old enough to go, I didn't want to go. And, and now I have to go. And so it's weird. But uh, he says, I, I want you to take a, a tithe on it. And I, I want you just to give just, just a tenth. Just, I just want you to give just one. And uh, it's funny because I was looking at my dollars last, last night. And, and um, I, I was looking on it. And on the back of this dollar bill and even on some coins, it has a phrase on there. And it's on all of the money. And it says... In God we trust. And I don't know why our forefathers put that on there. I don't know why they did that. Maybe because we were a strong, strong Christian nation back then. I don't know why they put it on there. But for some reason, I know money has withstood the test of time. And so whether it be coins or dollars, a one, a ten, a five, a twenty, a hundred, it says on there, in God we trust. And if we're honest today, wouldn't we say the hardest thing to trust God with is our money? I mean, be honest. That, that's simple. That's not even like a stretch. There's no stretch about that. It is hard to trust God with our finances. So much so, I'll be practical with you guys. I was talking to one of our friends last night. He's like, what do you do for a living? I'm like, I work at the church. <laughs> He's like, no, how do, you get, how do you get paid? I said, well, the, the, the church. He's like, I have never heard of that before. And I was like, I love you. You don't have any church baggage. You're fresh out of the gate. I'm going to walk through this with you. You're going to love it. I, I, he said, really? I said, yeah. I said, well, I said, I, said, I don't really get paid from the, 
I don't only get paid from Hope Church right now. I actually get, because I don't, I think I kind of look at it like this. I don't get a check from Hope Church. We raised our, 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 our personal income. We raised that to get us through the first six months of Hope Church because I knew we were a baby church. And, and sometimes I wonder if I really actually trusted God. I wonder if I would have said, no, I'm not gonna raise my support. I'm just gonna trust that God's gonna bring the right kind of people and they're gonna be faithful in their giving and they're gonna, they're gonna trust God with their finances. And I'm just gonna rely completely on Hope Church. I wonder if I would have trust God what would have actually happened. And so I'm looking at it and I'm like, do we really trust God with our finances? It's hard. I know it is because I have finances. And if you have finances, it's hard until it becomes your normal. It will be hard. And so I'm looking at this. I'm like, well, he didn't say that she tithed. It said she actually gave all that she had. And you're like, oh, dang it. He's going off the deep end. He's going to ask us to give everything that we have. (laughs) Travis is like, there you go. Here you go. <clears throat> I, I just want to tell you what she did. She gave all that she had. And I'm going to invite Gabe up to help me finish up. And here's what I want you to know. Here's what I kind of, got, I kind of gathered from sitting here and watching this. Because I'm like, why didn't he mention the word tithe? And in the Old Testament, they used a tithe very clearly. In the New Testament, it changes. Everything changes. And I'm going to tell you what it changes to in just a moment. But here's what I want you to know. If you have a little, you can still give a lot. If you have a little, you can still give a lot. She had very little and she gave a lot, didn't she? Would you guys just shake your head on that and just say she gave a lot? She, she, she really did. But here's what I know. You can have a lot and you can give a lot. Does that make sense? That's, like, I know that's not like, that's, I know if you come to our church, if you're like new, you're like, Man, this guy is pretty simple. It's every way, every week it's like this. You can have a little bit and you can give a lot. You can have a lot and you can give a little or you can have a lot and you can give a lot. Either one of those. But here's what I want you to know. I'm looking at her and I'm like, why did she give all that she had? And here's the only thing that I can capture in my mind is this, this is all I can gather. I'm, 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 not, I'm, not a, I'm not a professional. I can't exegete scripture. I'm not a theologian, but here's what I know. I believe this all in my heart. I believe that God laid it on her heart to be obedient. And that day God told her what to give. Is that, is that fair? God told her what to give? Like, that's all I can come up with. If you got a better, if you got a better thought on it, then, then come see me afterwards. I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. I'm looking at this. I'm reading it. And I'm looking at it in different translations. I'm realizing this. God must have told her what to give because she gave all that she had because she didn't have to give all that she has. And you don't have to give all that you have. And I don't have to give all that I have. You don't have to. But somewhere along the way, God told her to give all that she had. And she went up there and she gave all that you had. And every, the rest of the guys, they didn't give all they had. They gave a little bit, it says, because that's what the Bible says. This is, they just gave a little bit. She gave all that she had that day. So here's what I want you to know. Lest you think we're religious and we try to stay far away from religiosity as possible, as best we can. We're at this church, we're about a relationship with Jesus Christ. We're about that every single week. 
So here's what I here's what I here's what I get that this lady got that the other guys didn't get. Jesus wants your heart. He wants your heart. That's what he wants. Throughout the throughout the course of time, all Jesus has ever wanted was your heart and my heart. That's what he wants. The Bible says this that we're all wherever you put your time and your talent and your treasure is, that's where your your heart is at. All Jesus wants, all Jesus wants from you is your heart. So much that he sent his only son to die on the cross for the sins of the world so that he could heal our hearts. He did that for you and for me. He just wants your heart. Could you imagine what it would look like if God had your whole entire heart? Isn't that something? Here's what I know. Most people live life with their hands closed. Most people do. Had a lady call me yesterday and she goes, hey, I'm at, I'm at Publix. I just bought this guy a hot meal. She's like, does that Matthew's Hope thing, do they like come pick up homeless people? And sweet, I love, I love this lady. I'm like, you're just, she's new in the game. You know, I just say, hey, you know, I said, I hate to break this. I said, but there are homeless people who choose to be homeless people. And she's like, what? I said, yeah, some people get homeless because of circumstances, things change, and they don't want to be there. I said, but some, some do. I said, I would venture to guess that person there that you know, that you've helped out, that you give a hot meal to, they know how to get help if they want help. And that sounds, that sounds rude, right? Like, they're like, oh man, that's, that's a jerky thing to say. I said, I, I said, I know that sounds weird to you. I said, but I'm, I believe that guy or girl, they, they would know how to get that help if they, if, if they wanted it. Here's, here's the way I know. There's, I mentioned this to you guys the first week. There's three types of people, three different mindsets when it comes to generosity. There's the bag mentality. The bag mentality is that there's only enough in here to just, there's never, there's never enough in here. There's never enough, Wes. I got this bag and there's a hole in it. There's never enough in it. And then there's a basket mentality. And the basket mentality would say this, that there's, there's just enough. There's just enough. One says there's never enough. The basket says there's just enough. And then there's this barn mentality where there's like, man, God can fill up a barn. And I want us as a community to believe that God wants to fill barns for us. The Bible tells us in John chapter 10 that, that, that Satan comes to kill and to steal and to destroy, but God's come to give you an abundant life. He wants you to have an abundant and a blessed life. He wants that for you. He wants that for you. And so here's what I, here's what I know. If your hand is closed and you live closed-handed, God can't put any more in there. So if you're like, man, I, I want God to be blessed. It's hard for him to, this is just a basic illustration today. Like it's hard for him to get any more to you because there's nothing going through you. It's like a, a backlog. See, so he's putting in your hand and you've got, you're like, I've got this. I'm going to hang on to it. Here's what I can tell you. If you can get this, if God can get it through you, I changed my mind about lunch. You're just going to get that dollar. <laughs> if you can give, then God can put more in, in your hand. He can, he can bless you with more. And it, it's almost this idea of the more you, you open your hand, the further you open your hand, the more he actually can put in your hand. And, and the more he can get through you, the more he can get to you. We're, we're buying this truck and we get our tax return back. I love tax return season. And Dinah said, I got an amen out of that. <laughs> Unless you got to pay, you're like, I hate taxes. 
um, we got our we got ours back, and I said, "Hun, we're gonna we're gonna give money to this. We're gonna we're gonna put some money into buying this this trailer." And I and she said, "Awesome. What do you want to do?" And, I, and she she threw out this number. I'm like, "That's what we're gonna give." I was what I was thinking. That's what we're gonna give, and it was a, it's a lot for us. And a lot for me is different than a lot from you. Here's what I know what I'm doing in my life, and here's what I, here's what I want you to get from this text: that this lady was just obedient. You just gotta be obedient. That's all you gotta do. There was a day when we first launched, the, when we count this money, it goes out, they count, we, this money comes in, it goes out, gets counted. Um, a couple takes it to the bank, gets deposited, it gets you know, three guys count it. It's, it's, they got a good system on it. They, they keep me far away from it. And when they, there was like, when we first started church, there, there was a, every week we'd given, we'd get an, a tithing envelope. And every single week, a, 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 a guy or girl was putting coins in it. And they got one of our one of our guys that counts. He said, "Man, this whoever this person is, they're they're given all they have." He says, "It's just coins every week, but every week we get this we get this envelope and it has coins in it, and every week they're just they're putting these coins in. They just keep on giving it. And here's what I know: if you're obedient, God can get more to you if He can get it through you." He just can't. So I told my, honey, my wife, I said, hey, we're going to give that amount. And so we're going to give that amount. So we get online and we give that amount. It's gone. It's far gone. This week, I'm, 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 or last week, I was at one of, our, one of our community groups. A lady came to me. She goes, I, I want to bless you with some money. And I'm like, fine. No, don't. <laughs> I'm like, it's fine. She's like, I had this. This is some extra that I've been saving up and I, I just want to give it to you. It was the exact amount of the amount I put into the truck. And here's what I know. Here's what I know. If God can get it, if God can get it through you, he can get more to you. There's no need for him to bring more to you if he can't get it through you though. It's vicious. I was in a community group a few weeks ago and I said, you know what, man? Um, and, and, and my pastor's here today and there was a season we went through a thing called 40 days of, of blessing and I hated 40 days of blessing you know, I want to know why I hated it because we had all these ideas on how to bless people and I swear to you every time I would bless somebody I'd bless them on Monday on Tuesday it would be the exact amount that I blessed somebody with the day before and I'm like I'm done I looked at my wife and I said this is stupid because every time we give God gives us more I said I'm really getting sick of it it was the last day of, of it was the last day of the forty days of forty days of blessing, and on that that was that was a, that was a um, the last day was on a Wednesday. The Sunday before, I took my car to one of our college girls and said, "You can have my car for the next four days." Hers was broken. I said, "You just use my car, just use my car." No, no, I can't. I said, "Well, I, my tire is my my key is I'm at your apartment complex. My keys are on your tire. Someone's following me over here. I'm getting dropped back. You just." You have to take, at least get my tire. Don't drive it if you don't want to, but my keys are there. Don't let anybody take my car. And uh, on Wednesday, so Sunday goes by, Monday goes by, Tuesday goes by, Wednesday night. She goes, I'm bringing your car back to you tonight. My car's fixed. And I'll do to you that you've done unto me. I'll get someone else to follow me. They'll drop it off, and then they'll drive me back to my car. So I go out to get in my car, and I'm like, man, my car looks, she, she washed my car. And then I got inside of moms and dads, and she's a college kid. And I got in there, and she filled the tank up halfway. And I'm like, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. 
And so I'm like, she's washed my car and she's put gas in my car. This is awesome. Like this, I just love this 40 days of blessing thing. God just keeps on blessing me. And so I text her and that was back then. Um, I, ha I had a Nextel, the good old days. Beep, beep. I don't even know if texting was around back then. No, it was. So I texted, her name is Brittany Walker. I said, hey, Brittany, thanks for washing my car. And she texted me back, I didn't wash your car. I'm like, well, it looked clean to me. I guess everything looks good in the dark. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it looks clean. So I run upstairs, my, my phone dies. I run upstairs, I get home, I plug my phone in, it comes back on. And she goes, I didn't wash your car. I'm like, it looks clean. So I ran downstairs again. I ran to the garage, I got a flashlight. That's like the extent of my tools. And, uh, and it's not even a tool. I grabbed a flashlight, I went outside and I, I go to get on, on the car and I start looking at it. I've got four brand new tires around the whole entire, around the whole car, four brand new tires. And so I'm like, man, someone's blessed me again. I'm like, God, seriously, stop. And then I was like, God, I'm gonna let someone borrow my house for a couple weeks. <laughs> if you got a mansion, I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? And Aaron Atik, I'll take it, I don't care. But here's what I know, man, as long as, I, I'm just telling you, here, so here's, here's what I want you to make sure you get. Obedience is what God wants for you. Obedience is what God wants from you. And here's what I know. Obedience always precedes blessing. Man, if you think things are good now, try being obedient. If you are obedient to God, he will bless the living daylights out of you. He's just gonna bless you. One of our guys, I'm in, another, I'm in another group, and the guy said to me, hey, I, um, I gave, um, I started giving this week. I said, awesome, bro, that's, that's really awesome. Like we sat through a whole community group, he didn't say two words, but he says to me, hey, by the way, I started, I started giving. He says, you're right. And I'm like, what happened? He's like, I started giving. I said, what happened? He goes, I got a check in the mail for 250 bucks. I wasn't expecting, it just came in the mail. I'm like, that stinks, doesn't it? He's like, yeah. <laughs> He said, hey, next, he said, and then I gave, then I gave the very next Sunday. He goes, I've been hearing you say it. He goes, I'm here every week, I'm serving the heck. I'm serving like crazy. And you get up and talk about God wants to bless you and being generous. And I, I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much running your church for you. I'm serving every single week. I'm doing all things. And she goes, but my, I goes, but I wasn't obedient. I wasn't obedient in the area of finances. He said to me, I, I couldn't afford to give. And I want you to know, you can't afford, for, for Diane and I, for our budget, we can't afford not to give. You just can't afford not to. So he says, man, I, he said, I've got my, he goes, I'm starting this other business. He goes, every, he's like, I'm, I'm giving. He goes, that business is growing faster than I thought it was gonna grow. I, I was sitting with him, I, I, I left being with him. Then the very next day, I got a phone call from one of, my, one of, our, other, one of our other overseers. He's like, hey, I need, a, I need a web designer guy. And I'm like, I, I have a guy, I just, He's getting this whole blessing thing. I said, I'm gonna connect you guys and, and, and we'll see what happens. And I just believe God's gonna do something great because of that connection, because this man is being obedient. Winston Churchill um, said this, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. We make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. Man, I want you to be generous. Because when you're generous, you, you'll, you're just gonna be more blessed. You're just gonna be more blessed. The principle of reaping and sowing, it's just true. 
I, I wish it wasn't. If you plant corn, you're gonna get corn, unless, you're, unless you kill it. But typically, if you plant corn, you're gonna get, you're gonna get corn. And if you put in love and time into relationships, you're gonna get love and time back out of them. It's just, it's just true. If you're obedient, you're gonna be blessed. I could talk for the next, as long as they'll let me, with illustrations of people who opened up their hands to give and God just funneled more through. Would you be okay if God just funneled more through? It may not be finances. Would you be okay if he just started funneling through some positive relationships to your life? I'd be okay with that. What if he just kept on just funneling through kind people? What if he just started funneling the right kind of people to you? What if your business isn't even getting, what if your business hasn't even started yet? What if it hasn't? What if the relationship that you're in what if it could be 10 times better? What if it could be, what if whatever it is you're going on, you would like God to show up in a mighty way, what, what would it look like? Could you imagine what it would look like if he did? And can we start living lives that would set up that, set up that thing to happen in our life? Let's be an obedient church. I don't, I don't want you to be anything else than what God wants you to be. But here's what I do know in this area of financial of finances, and I know we're a five-month-old church, and you're like, you have no right to tell me what I shoot my money. I don't. I'm terrified telling you about it. Shoot you straight. But I want you to be blessed. I love you enough to let you know that I want you to be blessed. And I know here in this story and all throughout the Bible, when we're obedient, God blesses. Obedient proceeds. Blessing. Let's bow our head and close our eyes. I wonder if you're in here today and you're like, man, Wes, I want